0: Welcome to Outside In, with First Windows and Doors. I'm Alice Lines, Editor of Homestyle Magazine, and today I'm speaking with Sally Ogle and Ben Michelanian of Patchwork Architecture. We're catching up at Kahutara House, and I'm looking forward to finding out more about Ben and Sally's project here in Upper. Hi Ben and Sally, thanks for joining us today. Taking it back to the beginning, can you share how your practice got involved with the project.
1: Yes. So Liz and Jamie came to us after going through an experience with a group home um, builder and they were a bit disillusioned. An
2: unsatisfactory experience. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> so they came to us, but they were, I would say, fairly nervous about the process that they'd already been through. but um,
2: And um, about, I would guess, embarking on another version of that and spending more money to maybe not also end up both what they wanted, which was the outcome of the first time round. Yeah, mm-hmm. right.
1: But they, yeah, they, so they came to us with this really, really nice brief, and a couple of the main things were they wanted something that would sit naturally in the rural landscape, and they wanted something with a simple silhouette. And, the, and I don't think there was much else really. I mean, there was the, you know, we want one bedroom and one office and, you know, the practical things. Yeah. But the,
0: the bigger no aesthetic were. constraints, so
2: to no, speak. No. For for people who'd come from a, a difficult process to an architect, they were really super trusting clients and not especially directive at the outset. Mm. So they'd been living in the city and they
0: wanted to move to a rural location? Or... Yeah,
1: they were living in Papamoa, I think, in Tauranga.
2: And they'd been or... in Wellington before that?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they wanted to... Try living in the country. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That idea that you sort of went, took and rolled with the sort of simplicity of the structure. How did that? How did that come to express itself here?
1: Firstly, it kind of had to be a reasonably simple structure and shape because of cost, um, because it wasn't an endless budget. But after visiting the site, I think the first our first response was. Uh, there's no constraints like what do we actually do here we're just in the middle of a paddock and that can be quite sounds
2: like it should be freeing but it's actually super difficult i think
1: um so i guess we kind of had to take it it's not how we're used to working we're used to working with lots and lots of responding
2: to the constraints or like using the constraints as a kind of a starting point push up against Yeah. yeah yeah
1: um so yeah, we kind of took it back to the basics of, you know, the sort of stuff you learn at uni, like site analysis, you know, like where's the where's the wind and where's the sun and um, the where's the view, like those really basic things. And the yeah, the most obvious thing about the site to us was that you've got this quite beautiful view of the hills um, to the southeast and then really good sun to the to the northwest in the in the evenings, but it's baking hot mm-hmm. and, and it's um, wind. really windy. So yeah, our, our idea was to have this house that had sort of diagonally opposite outlooks. So one to the one to the hills in the south for shade and protection from that sun and then yeah the, the,
2: the afternoon the, so afternoon and morning outdoor spaces, aspects. Yeah. yeah. So somewhere's always sunny, somewhere's always shady. Yeah. Depends on the wind. And I think there's also a slight sense of more privacy to one side than the other, um, not necessarily like visually, but the roads. The feeling sort of The of it. feeling of yeah. the road is closer on one side, whereas it's a more private, rural outlook to the southeast. east yeah. yeah.
0: And was the site, like a lot of that sort of roadside has been since planted? So was that kind of, you know, was that area there around? It was much more open. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah and I, I guess another thing that we wanted to explore was the kind of idea of the deep the farm veranda you know this kind mm-hmm. of place you can you can hang out but you can also leave your gumboots yeah you know it's a place you arrive and you know you it's, a,
2: it's a utility room but it's also another living room mm-hmm. yeah.
1: and then we were able to use that for protection and shading and put almost all of the glazing of the house
0: into und- that, into that un- space, under that yeah under that sp- <laughs>
1: Space, so I mean, there is windows in other places, but yeah. the majority of the big glazing is under the veranda,
2: and it's which, almost yeah. all doors for ventilation. Mm-hmm. So those are really protected, being under those verandas. You're not just opening windows that are going to get rain in. Um,
0: so the main, so you've got that sort of, you know, view to the southeast and the northwest on both sides, but the house sort of actually runs more on that just, yeah, just north south axis. Exactly.
1: There. Yeah, the house runs north south, and it's a it's like an S shape or like a kind of like a Tetris. Tetris block mm-hmm. in plan, and so it's just got a big wide gable roof over the whole thing. And all we've done is kind of clipped the the gable roof back in line with these sort of triangular verandas at each end. Which I'd be great if I had a drawing yeah. to explain <laughs> how it works.
0: Please refer but
1: to it, yeah. It turns a simple thing into yeah. something a bit more dynamic, and then you get this sort of um, gradient of protection so at one point in the veranda there's almost no protection and it goes right back to being a really deep deep veranda which is um seems to work really well
0: and it's nice how it kind of reveals itself like that like even just that sort of journey in today you know the first approach is quite angular but it's once you sort of come in and around the driveway that you get that you know classic gable form but then when you get up to into the house you sort of interact with it and realize it's not as simple as that mm. structure. So what were the particular aspects of the environment that you did you respond to or not in terms of the...
2: Something that's cool about the Wairarapa is that so much of New Zealand is the coast. Yes. Like the places we work are almost always coastal or close enough to the coast that that really impacts what you can do with materials. Mm-hmm. And this is so far inland that we could, you know, this the whole place is clad in galvanised um, corrugate, You can't really do that anywhere else yeah so that's kind of an opportunity i think to have a different sort of material palette that works when it's not being corroded by salt Mm -hmm.
1: air Mm. but it also fits in perfectly with the you know the other buildings around which are clad in gold basically because it's the cheapest material
0: yeah and then from that so is that not really a material you've used much before in terms
2: of cladding oh, on not other... In finish, not in this finish, but like this material for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah not in this application. But part of our... Yeah. <laughs> ...of the cheapest things that are available. Yeah, available. available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but I guess in terms of that singular idea, I don't know, is it... The palette really does sort of enforce that here too.
1: Mm. It's quite... Restraint, like for some, I guess,
0: rather than singular.
1: Yeah, but, well, one of the nice things about using that galvanised cladding is that almost any almost everything comes in gulf so you know you can have I don't know you can have a, a rain head or a bolt or a, a, a piece of reed bar or a, um, all the fixings nails and screws it's all the same they're all hot dip galvanised so yes. it just is a nice um, it's yeah. easy to be
2: cohesive yes with <laughs> yeah yeah um
1: it's also like for For a material that is probably seen as being really, really shiny mm-hmm. it's sort of it actually softens quite quickly and then you just get this nice light that just picks up the colours and the light around it really mm-hmm. beautifully it's not it's not blinding it just sort of has a it's a sort of subtle reflectance that is quite nice
0: mm. and so kind of heading inside, how would you? describe I guess it's not really a plan from entry, so to speak. It's like you can sort of pick a path in a
2: way. I think Ben and I were talking about this house the other day and something he said was, you know, it's it's quite simple in terms of materiality on the outside and also on the inside in some ways. Like it's got a concrete floor that's just, you know, cali float finish like a supermarket. And it's pretty much jib all the walls and ceilings, which is a pretty standard kit of parts. But then there are these really special bits mm-hmm. like the kitchen where the the bench and the joinery goes into the window and you get this sort of frameless view or the bathroom that opens to outside and you have these beautiful tiles so there's these really or I mean, actually the main one is probably the big sliding wall door and door setup. so those are i don't know sort of concentrated special bits and and something that's kind of formally and materially quite simple mm. but almost that highlights them heroes them even more in a way
0: Yeah. So that big sliding panel door with the sort of like a tukutuku reference with the panelling. How was that created?
1: We always had the idea that there would be a door there, like a really large door that separated their office from the rest of the house when they wanted it to be a private space. So if they wanted to have family staying, they could throw the mattresses down and slide the door across. And at some point in the process, Liz came to us and said, I really want to... Something that represents my culture, and she came to us with what if we do something on the door, you know, a, um, a pattern. And she was interested in the um, potama pattern, it's a, so it's a tukutuku pattern, but specifically it's a potama, which is
2: it's I think it's like a stairway, stairway to heaven, heaven mm-hmm. kind of reference. thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and we just were like, great, love that, and I think saw it as an opportunity to collaborate with them so that they brought the pattern and we. Sort of thought about how we could
2: M- integrate that materially into the house. Yeah. What is the what is that? Material? So it's,
1: it's actually for for an earlier project we had um, some special blades for a milling mm-hmm. machine. Yeah. Called, they're called knives, made which are used for making profiled timber. So if you want, you know, a certain sh- shiplap profile, it's done in a big machine using yes. knives. And so we got uh, we got our a knife. Made to make that profile. Our reference images were quite contrasty, like mm-hmm. they'd be, um, you know, Coloidal. black, Coloidal. black Coloidal. and white Coloidal. or yeah. red and black. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, we thought maybe it could be as simple as just the alternating the grain Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think has worked really well. Yeah. It's subtle, it f- still feels like one, you know, one object, but it's also beautiful to touch yeah. and, um,
2: and everyone I think seems to gravitate similar. towards it. Yeah, and so it's a like become I think for Liz and Jamie it's this thing that's like physically and also like symbolically kind of the centre of their home. Yes. Like it's quite a meaningful piece for them and it's it's right in the middle there. Um something they can see and interact with every day, which mm. is really nice. Yeah that haptic yeah. quality is yeah. really like
0: you just want to touch it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. But also I mean it is f- I think it's about four meters square. So yeah. it's four meters tall, four meters wide and I mean it slides beautifully, but we thought that if it is gonna be closed quite a lot of the time they might wanna not have to move this four metre yeah, wide thing. So functionally. we Yeah, so we put a little door in the door which is quite uh, fun. Um, but
2: like really ramps up the complexity of that yes, whole thing yeah. by yeah. A, a considerable amount. But it's something yeah. I remember from childhood
1: is like um my dad owned all these crazy old warehouses and things and I always remember there would always be a door in the door. A
2: hidden
0: door in the door.
1: So even a big heavy timber yes, slider with a little And even
0: like mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A, it's like a yeah, man door.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah.
0: So connection to the landscape happens on all sides of the home, with first windows and doors joinery opening up almost every room to the outdoors. Can you tell us more about the sort of spatial organisation of the interior?
2: Well, yeah, every room does open up to the outdoors, um, to either the outside of like, the sort of exterior perimeter of the house or to those, to those verandas. Um, I don't... Are there any opening windows that aren't doors? It's all doors. Yeah, all of us the, the ones under the oh, day yeah. bed. Two um, two small awning windows. yeah. yeah. Just yeah. the awnings to
1: get them. I guess we're yeah, we were keen to keep the openings as simple as possible. So yes. not having lots of mullions and transoms and fiddly bits. Yeah. So we used a lot of sliding doors. Um, where possible we used over well, we, where we
2: where it made sense.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: those metro series over the wall over sliders. Wall and sliders and the, yeah. Onto the outdoor rooms.
1: Well, the no they're um oh sorry no the other ones the the dining and the bathrooms yeah
0: um bunk room yeah yeah
1: um so
0: that's the only two openings on that side of the house yep which is i like that i like that reveal you know it was a
1: bit yeah it was a bit um when they when we kind of started thinking about that it felt a bit weird to close down so much to the western some so, so normally yeah. trying to get
2: sun. Everyone's yeah. trying to, yeah.
1: yeah. But now when you, it just makes so much sense, you go you in there the and like It's the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. It's just beautiful and cool and peaceful, and it's got they this gives you that
0: respite.
1: You know, beautiful outlook to the hills. I don't, and we, you know, I just don't think you need it. No. blasting you from every angle.
0: Yeah, which and is kind also, of an obsession in New Zealand sometimes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, it's just because our housing stock sucks. Yeah. yeah, not you know. So when you you realize when you build a new house and it's actually like even moderately well sealed and insulated and double glazing, it functions in like a completely different, different way. way to a drafty old villa. So mm. suddenly you don't need to get every last ray of sunshine into the house for it to be... Functional, really, comfortable. Really comfortable <laughs> yeah. and warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess there's just like, yeah, obviously there's practicalities too, but I do enjoy that kind of visual aspect there when you say you could be in the shower and it's just... Mm. You know, when you say like there's no constraints, no neighbours, it sort of, yeah, it does provide these sort of interesting moments of connection to the landscape through the small openings as much Mm. as the big ones. Um, Yeah, I
1: mean, the shower is pretty lovely um, and I would be having showers with the door open if I lived (laughs) here.
0: As each project of yours is completed, I imagine it kind of like adds another kind of set of ideas for you to expand on and you know take away for your whatever's coming next how do you feel like this has contributed to you know three years ago what did you what you what have
2: you learned from this project I think a pretty reoccurring theme across lots of different projects and lots of different ideas in in our work is that outdoor room or that covered outdoor usable space that's not just in between but it's actually like extending the footprint of the house, yeah, um, and that's definitely a big part of this house. But it's, I think, something we're interested in, like both as a sort of useful space and as something that often is like modifying climate. But also, it's it's adding cheapest, <laughs> like it's it's an extra room, but it doesn't cost the same as building yeah. another doesn't twenty square meters on your house. Um, p- um,
0: pricing up, yeah.
2: So it's often coming from that, I think, and yeah. like intertwined with all of those other concerns and you know how that actually shakes out and the design is dependent on the site and the location in the country and you know lots of things. Mm. So do you feel like that's often like a
0: kicking off point for your design process like thinking about how those spaces are going to connect or?
2: I think in some of the work that we do on difficult sites those outdoor spaces have to be created in terms of like just getting anything to sit on the site you sort of end up creating those as part of it so it's a little bit different here where it's a big open flat space yeah (laughs) I think
1: yeah maybe takeaways from this one would be how to deal with a uh, the transition from like garden to paddock
0: yeah like from big open space to intimacy yeah Mm.
1: so with this one Project we've used the paths you know that extend beyond out into the into the long grass and the idea was that the inside of the paths was something that they could you know grow yeah. grow a garden domesticated and on, yeah. garden and then on the outside of the paths they can just leave it leave it to go to paddock yeah um, and get the cows to come and graze it when it gets too long
2: yeah I think also something about the path is that it's it forces the cars to be away and the approach to the house to be on foot. Mm. And I think that's something that can be well I did something I really like about this house and it means that it's not dominated by a garage door as part of the arrival, which is quite often the case with rural properties because yeah. you are always
0: arriving in a car yeah. to somewhere like this. So So kind of breaking up that journey.
1: No one wants to sit inside and look at a car, do they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well, thanks for coming back to share the project with us guys it's been great to chat and find out more about your process thank you thanks Alice that's a wrap on our most recent project in this series for a visual tour of Kahutada House by Patchwork Architecture visit firstwindows.co.nz